Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. Hello, happy Tuesday. I'm so excited that you're here and I am feeling particularly saucy and just really giddy and I have no idea if it's the weather or if it's because I slept really great, but I am just full of energy and I am just ready to bring it. I'm also really freaking excited because today's episode is actually the first of a two-part series. And what this means is that today and then next week are actually sister episodes and I planned them that way on purpose because I really think that these two ideas go together really well. So this week we're talking about stop taking yourself out before you start and next week will be stop taking yourself out in the midst. So we are going to dive into all of those BS stories today that we tell ourselves to justify why we shouldn't start something. And while I'm going to be talking a lot about writing, I truly believe that this idea of taking yourself out before you start can be applied to almost everything. So if you're not a writer, don't go anywhere. There's going to be some golden nuggets here for you. Because truly, at the heart of this episode is this issue of following through and disqualifying yourself before you've even tried. And I know as go-getter women who dream big, freaking huge, this can be an issue for us sometimes. So if you are driving down the freeway or taking care of your adorable tiny humans, walking the dog, doing laundry, I don't know what you're doing, raise your freaking hand if that is you and just own it because that is a huge issue for so many of us. And it can be because of a lack of resources or just a general lack of know-how, or maybe it's uncertainty or even a confidence issue. Regardless, all of us have been there in that place at one point or another where we're just struggling to follow through. We're struggling to get ourselves off of square one and into it. And you can tell that I'm already getting excited about this because this topic freaking matters. Because how many books and businesses and other ideas have never made it into the world and made a difference because the person who thought about it just never went for it. And while I could focus all day long on how that idea makes me profoundly sad, I want to instead flip the script and figure out a way to fire you up and bring some perspective as well as some tips so that we don't sit on our ideas because you and I are deciding right here and now that that is just unacceptable. So to tee up this really important topic, I'm going to start with a personal story about my husband, Roger, and then I'm going to leave us with some tips for how to navigate this, for how to stop taking ourselves out before we start. All right, so it kind of goes without saying, but my husband, Roger, is my favorite human on this entire planet. He is so smart, he's earnest, he's really kind, and he loves creative writing. He always has. And in particular, he loves the horror genre, which is actually a fact I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. He loves horror and I just don't, but it's okay. We make it work. Anyway, throughout 2020, he kept telling me all these ideas for these horror novels that he wanted to write. And when we would talk about his ideas, they weren't just, you know, gory stories like with nasty stuff for no reason. It was all for a purpose. And so there was this true artistry there and a message that he wanted to get out, which was a great reason for wanting to employ that particular genre. 
And not only were his ideas for the novel great, but the way that he would light up when he would talk about it too was just so cool to see. And it showed me that he was ridiculously excited and that writing these horror novels that he wanted to write was the thing that he should be doing. You know how some people just get, they get that light in their eyes and they gesticulate wildly and you can just feel the passion rolling off them in waves. But when I would ask him a couple weeks later or even a couple months later, like, hey, how's your novel going? Tell me about it. Let's chat. He would look at me and he would say, eh, like, it's, it's not a good idea. It's not going anywhere. People have done this before. It's stupid. I'm going to move on. In other words, I'm essentially abandoning ship. How many of us can connect to that right now? If you're driving or you're, you know, taking care of your children, don't raise your hand, but raise that metaphorical hand because how many of us can connect to that, including me? How many of us have been in that position where we tell ourselves that our ideas are not good enough or that there's no space for us to do the thing that we want to do? It is this weird thing (laughs) essentially that happens after we assert our idea or we call our shot or we get excited about whatever it is the thing is we want to do. We end up pumping the brakes and we sit there and we're like, whoa, what? No, I can't do this. Back up, back up, back up. And if you connect with this, I am sure that you are smiling and maybe even cringing a little bit or nodding along because you're like, yep, I do that. There's a switch that goes off in my head the minute I declare what I want to do. And even though I have all of the passion in the world, I am so excited about it. I can't help it. And it's like reality sets in and we get scared or we get freaked out or we second guess ourselves and we're like, oh my gosh, no. Even though we are excited and we clearly have the passion, we stop ourselves from the pursuit of the thing we are meant to do, the thing we clearly want to do. And this whole thing, this cycle that we fall into is frustrating, let's be honest, for everybody involved, you and the people who love you and want you to do this thing that you are so clearly passionate about. So from your perspective, maybe you're like, oh, I'm doing it again. I'm taking myself out before I'm even starting. Or maybe you are upset and you're like, yeah, I am frustrated about this. But then you actually go to look for evidence to prove that you're right, that you shouldn't start the thing. And then on the other side of things, from the perspective of the person who loves you and is rooting for you, they get frustrated because they see the potential in you that you don't see. So if you have an awesome idea or a passion for something that you are so clearly cut out for, but you keep making excuses why you shouldn't do it, or you even devalue your ideas before you even get them out into the world, you have got to knock it off. And you know, I am saying that with all of the love in the world, because you deserve to pursue your passion and to build a life that you are truly excited about. And how can you do that if you take yourself out before you start? I don't want that for you, and I know that you don't want that for yourself either. So let's dive into some tangible tips that you can start implementing today to help you stop taking yourself out before you start. So the first tip is we have to figure out why. Why are we taking ourselves out before we start? And I did a bunch of research on this, and there is a ton of research out there that confirms the fact that we carry a lot of unconscious or even subconscious thoughts and beliefs with us. Which essentially means that sometimes we don't know why we do what we do and we don't know why we think what we think. So then it is up to us to get active and to think critically, be honest and reflect and really dig into and figure out why. Why do we think this about ourselves? Why do we act this way? Now, the way in which you figure out why is totally dependent upon you and how you process as a person. Some of you might be verbal processors. Others of you might, you know, like to be doing dishes and just like thinking in your own head. 
Or maybe you like to process as you move. So you're working out, you're thinking about it. So I don't want to tell you how you should or should not process, but for me, I love to process through writing and journaling specifically, which makes a whole lot of sense considering that I am a writer. But the really cool thing about journaling specifically is that you can literally write down questions on a piece of paper, you know, in the old fashioned pen to paper way and journal about those questions directly underneath it. And then you can walk away and give yourself some time to process and come back to it and it becomes a record, which is so cool. But regardless of how you process, I really think this figuring out why stage is all about asking ourselves some questions. So for example, you could go for the million dollar question, which is why am I doing this? Or you could ask yourself, why am I in my own way? Or even a little bit more of a specific question, such as what am I afraid of? And honestly, this is the most crucial tip that I have, the most crucial stage, because once you can identify what it is that's causing you to get in your own way and to take yourself out before you start, you can then start to work on it. Because let's face it, you don't get excited and super passionate and just gush about this thing that you love and want to do and then just randomly decide, nope, I'm out. I don't want to do it. There's got to be a concrete reason lurking beneath the surface that you got to deal with, right? And some of these concrete things might be things like fear and people pleasing, confidence, insecurity, and even never having done it before. So feeling completely overwhelmed. And we use all of these things as a reason to not do the thing that we so clearly want to do and are meant to do. Now, I'm not saying that these things are easy to tackle by any means. These things might seem Mount Everest-esque in their, you know, proportion, but we seriously can work on them. There are so many resources out there to help with things like fear and people-pleasing and a whole host of other stuff too. But in order to figure out what you need to work on, you have to sit with that question and figure out why you're taking yourself out before you even start. And the minute that you can do that, the minute you're getting closer to being able to get where you want to go. Because you and me and all the people in your life who love you want you to write that book. We want you to start that business. We want you to do whatever that thing is that brings you so much joy and that lights you up. So get after it by first figuring out why you are in your own way and why you keep taking yourself out before you start. And because you know that this is a come with me podcast, it's not a look at me podcast, I want to share what I am currently sort of navigating when it comes to taking yourself out before you start. The thing that I'm in my own way about is actually in regards to starting my own publishing company. Because as much as I want to be a writer of my own volition, I also really, really want to help other people publish their books too. And full transparency, I know based on my education and my experience as a professor that I have the skills right now. Like if I wanted to do this tomorrow, I could do it. I have the skills to be a fantastic editor. The thing I don't have are the business skills and the know-how of how to actually run this thing and how to structure it and all of that kind of stuff. So for me, when I put pen to paper and I journal about these questions of why am I in my own way? What am I afraid of? It's just pure, raw fear. I'm scared because I don't have experience in this and I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. And even though it feels pretty freaking impossible to pull this off ever at this point, I know in my core of course and my heart of hearts that not knowing what I'm doing is not going to be the reason that I don't try. Because as Keisha Fitzgerald, my favorite podcaster says, if you are gifted the vision, you are gifted the ability to figure it out. 
And that brings me to tip number two, which is do your research. So if you've got an idea on your heart, but you feel like there's either no space for you to do it, it's been done before, or you don't even know where to start, then girl, you need to do some freaking research. And when I say that you need to do your research, I mean you've got to check into what others have done, either in terms of the book genre you want to write or the businesses that exist. Whatever it is, you've got to do some reconnaissance and see what is out there. Research is so important. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a professor and I love to personally do research. I'm serious. Research is going to help you. Because we often tell ourselves stories that do not serve us, such as my idea is dumb or it's been done before, whether it's a book that you're writing or even a business. But the thing is, do you actually know that for sure? So you need to ask yourself, is this just a crappy story I'm making up because I'm scared? Or do I actually 100% know for sure that this idea is actually not plausible and that it's been done before? Since we're talking about taking yourself out before you start, I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet that you are telling yourself a crappy story and that you actually don't know for sure or not whether your idea is plausible or if it's been done before. And once again, I say that with all of the love in the world. And that's why you need to do some research because then you're going to get your concrete answer. So for example, let's bring this all the way back around to Roger who wants to write a horror novel. So if you're like Roger and you want to write a book, but you're not sure if your idea has been written about before, then you need to do one of several things. You either need to get your butt to a local bookstore because yay local bookstores and start buying up the books in the genre that you want to write. Or if buying books is not really in the budget, because I totally understand that, then go to the library and get a library card. They're usually either free or they're like two or three dollars. And instead of buying up the books, you're going to start checking out the books and you're going to start reading in your genre. And if for some reason you can't get to a bookstore or you can't get to the library, never fear, you can always use Google. There are tons of articles out there that have lists of specific books that fit certain genres and subgenres. And if you really dig and go on to Amazon or even Barnes and Noble or whatever book website there is, you can start to see some of those plot synopses and those book blurbs which will then give you an idea of what some of these books are about. And that will still give you a general sense of what books are out there on the topics you want to write about. And my entire point here is just to point out that saying, oh, well, I don't know if it's been done before or my idea is stupid is a heaping lie that we tell ourselves and we hide behind as a reason to not do the thing we want to do. Because I don't want you to let excuses like that be the reason you don't do the thing because we both know that you are pumped and that you need to do this thing on your heart, whether it's a book or whether it's a business, whatever it is. And even if it seems like someone has written the exact novel you wanted to write or started the exact same company you wanted to start or even launched a podcast that seems to be exactly the podcast you wanted to launch, you have got to remember you are a unique person with your own point of view. Even if the novel that you want to write is familiar, no one is going to do it exactly like you are going to do it. Why? Because nobody is you. So to demonstrate what I'm talking about, let me give you an example. So I'm currently writing a women's fiction romance book, and the trope that it kind of falls into, the trope or subgenre, is actually enemies to lovers. So what that means is that there's two characters who don't like each other, and then by the end of the book, they like each other. 
And let me tell you, there are a bajillion and a half stories that are enemies to lovers out there. And it seemed so much like there wasn't space for me to write this book at the very beginning, but I did the research. I looked at what was out there and I found that nobody is going to write this enemies to lovers book the way that I'm going to do it. There are a couple key elements that I'm incorporating into it that I know are different from what does exist out there. So my point is, if you're a writer, you have your own voice and your own way of writing and your own goal for the story and what you want to do with it and what you want readers to take away. So to say that, oh, I can't write my book because, you know, this trope has already been done a bunch of times, it doesn't matter because nobody has done it the way that I'm going to do it. And I truly believe that this philosophy that I'm talking about here can be applied to other things outside of writing books. Even though I'm not very business-minded yet, my publishing company is a business. And I know that there are other publishing companies out there, even smaller indie publishing companies like mine will be someday. And just because there are those smaller indie publishing companies doesn't mean that I can't do mine too. Because, you know exactly what I'm going to say, nobody's going to do it like I'm going to do it. And so to put this into perspective, I want to turn for one second back to this idea of books and the dystopian genre, because that is my specialty. It's what I wrote my dissertation on. And so Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale is like the book on the control of women's reproduction within the dystopian genre. But you know what? I have read so many other books that also tackle women's reproduction in the dystopian genre as well. And they are all very similar, but they're also so vastly different and fascinating because they do their own thing. They take their own spin on the control of women's reproduction within the dystopian genre. And so my point is this, can you imagine how few books we would have in this world or even how few companies we would have if writers or business people didn't write the books or start the companies that they wanted to because they were too scared that they'd be like everybody else? It would be awful and it wouldn't be right. So my ultimate point here is this, do your research, see what's been written, see what's been done, search for those gaps that you can fill, search for ways to be different because ultimately doing that research will ensure that there is a space for you. And last but not least, tip number three, which is simply just to do it. So if you listened to last week's episode, episode five, which is all about being intentional, I talked about how there's no magical unicorn dust or any kind of magic beans, nothing that is just going to magically get us where we want to go. And the same is true for this particular situation as well. There is no magic bean or wish upon a starness that can happen here, my friend. If you want to write a book or if you want to start a company, you're just going to have to do it. Yes, it's scary, and yes, you could fall on your face, and yes, it is going to be hard work, but saying, I'm going to write a book, or I am going to start a company, but only ever having a plan, or just having notes about it is not actually doing it. You're still on that planning stage. And honestly, truly, theory is so much different than practice. So in other words, you might think that you're going to do it this one way, but when you actually start doing it, you discover that there's a better way or there's something else you want to do with it, a different direction. But you're never going to know that until you actually do it and you test out to see what's going to work and what's not. And you're never going to know if you just stay in that brainstorming theory place instead of actually putting these ideas into practice and doing the thing. So for example, the romance book that I'm writing right now actually fits this exact description. 
back in August of 2020, when I first started writing the book, I planned to write it one way. But then when I actually put my fingers on the keyboard and started to create the words, it came pouring out of me in a way that was completely different than I had planned. So for example, one of the major differences was actually that I planned to write it from one perspective, from the female character's perspective. But when I actually started to write it, I realized it actually needed to be a multi-perspective book. So I needed to write from the female and male perspective. So my point is, if you only ever just plan to write the book or plan to start the company, but you never actually do it, you're sacrificing the magic of doing it. And you'll never step into this cooler idea or this cooler book or this cooler company, whatever it is, if you don't actually get in there and get dirty and get it going. So to recap, number one, figure out why. Ask yourself, why am I taking myself out before I start? Because if you can identify that concrete reason, you can then start to work on it. Number two, do your research. So don't hide behind those flimsy excuses such as I don't know or my idea is dumb. See what exists out there so that you can do it in your own way. And finally, number three, which is do it because theory is different in practice and you have no idea what could happen until you actually get out there and do it. So to wrap us up for today, I want to leave you with this amazing quote from Amber Ray, who is a creative genius, if you ask me. And she actually wrote this book, Choose Wonder Over Worry. So if you can't get yourself into a space where you can believe in yourself, take it from her because she is epic and she is amazing. So in her book, she says, please don't die with your gifts still inside. And I absolutely love this quote. It gives me chills. And I think it's actually the perfect punchline to this episode because it reminds us that we only have one shot at this life. And if you leave this life with that book unwritten or that company not started, it is truly a tragedy because you deprived yourself of the joy and happiness and fulfillment of doing the thing you so desperately want to do and are so passionate about. And you've deprived the world of all you have to offer, your ideas, your services, your compassion, and that amazing impact you could have made but didn't. So girl, stop taking yourself out before you start. I know, trust me, I know you are scared shitless and I know that there is so much unknown, but you owe it to yourself and all of the people that you're going to impact with your book or your company or your Etsy shop or your podcast. So you've got to do it. And as you go about your day, I want you to remember there is space for you. Your ideas are not stupid and you're not dreaming too big. I want you to give yourself the gift of belief so that you can do this. Because let me tell you, after a year of my husband, Roger, telling himself and me that his ideas were stupid, he is now to date four chapters into his horror novel. And I am elbow deep in research for my publishing company. And you know that I'm telling you this not to say, look at me, Megan's got it all figured out, or even look at us, look at Roger and I, we're nailing it, but to simply show you that you can dance with your fear and you can start even if all of your self-preservation instincts are kicking in and telling you not to. So you've got to stop taking yourself out before you start. Rewrite that narrative in your head that says you can't and just do it because it is possible and you are amazing. And I know that your desire to do whatever it is that you want to do is so much greater than any fear that you've got. I hope that this was helpful for you and I'm so excited for you to listen in next Tuesday for the second part of this, which is taking yourself out in the midst. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your Tuesday and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something valuable, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me or 
Share the episode with a friend who you think would love it too. Either way, I am so honored that you're helping me spread the important message about women's self-empowerment.